Hello, welcome back to the For Reals Though podcast with Amanda and Jessica. Hi, everyone. Hey, so this week, Jessica and I were talking and we got into a discussion about disassociation and we decided we should just have a podcast episode about it. Um, but before we get started, because we wanted to make sure that we were using the proper explanation or definition or just remind ourselves what that really means, because we use this term a lot, but it's nice to just refresh and understand like exactly where we're coming from. Basically, it just means that you're disconnecting or separating yourself from from something else or from even from your own thoughts. So you're disconnecting, basically, to as a way to cope or survive or maybe you don't even know what to feel. So you're just disconnecting. Yeah. And, and the reason that you do this, that people do this is because they had some sort of trauma in the past or they just have overwhelming feelings that they don't know what to do with. And so they just put them away or pretend they don't exist. Right. Or so many or it's, or anxiety or so many thoughts. And then it's just a way of shutting down. Like your brain just can't handle too much in it. So you just start dissociating and then then it almost becomes this like a zombie like state. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it where you're just kind of like you're not you're not engaged with your thoughts or with life because it it's too much. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a good coping mechanism, like when you're in the midst of some massive trauma and you don't know what to do with it so that your mind and your heart don't break right then and there. Right. But it's not something that you should be doing, walking through life like every day, all the time. And we got into this discussion because what we noticed is that it seems like humans tend to do it um, for a long time. And we're starting to be able to see it in people around us. And that was the discussion we had was the disassociation of basically our entire um, population. Right. Well, and also I will say that this is this is something that I do a lot. And, I, and I'm and you pointed that out in our discussion is that that this is my go to coping mechanism because and I think it. For me, and where every all personalities are different, so for me, I think I tend to deal with things later or things hit me later, and some. So I think that some dissociation is healthy, and like, so like imagine you come upon the scene of like an accident, and you have those EMTs or ER people that immediately can jump in and deal with it. They can quickly like not let things get to him and then other people just scream and react and they're crying and like they 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 are they don't they would not do good in emergency situations because they don't have that ability to like put something aside and handle what's in front of them and this is no wrong on either part just everybody's so different and so so i tend to be more of one of those people that can come to a scene and be calmly like okay let's figure this out what are we going to do and then maybe like two weeks later, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what did I experience in that moment? And then I might even like feel stressed or cry about it or whatever later because it hits me like later. Um, and then other people just deal with their emotions right when they hit them and they're crying, watching a movie. And I'm like, why are you crying? And then later I'm like, oh, my God, that was so sad. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all different. But yeah, and, and it's important to do. 
there is apparently there's disassoci dissociation and then there's disassociation. We are not talking about disassociation. Disassociation is when it's an event. You're separating yourself from an event and you're watching. It's almost like you're watching yourself in the event, but you're like above it or somewhere else, not in it. That's disassociation and that's not what we're talking about. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's important to note. Yeah. This is more of just kind of shutting you down in emotions. And so yeah. Jessica is really good at like saying, we need to figure out why, why this is going on or why do I feel this way or confronting emotions? Like you're, you always are like, okay, why do I feel stressed about this? Or why is this impacting me this way? And you want to break it all down and figure it out and solve it and understand it. And you like are like, you go into all the details and I'm like, uh, yeah, let, let's just uh, wash our hands and walk away. Like we're good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, uh, that really doesn't matter that much. Let's <laughs> we'll do something else. And you're like, but no, wait, it does. And so I think that there's times for both and also a middle ground. So you don't want to spend your life in either extreme, you know, right. It's not healthy to do either one. It's not healthy yeah. to sit around and constantly like try to analyze your emotions and constantly try to figure out things. And I, so the realization that I had when we were having this discussion was I think that part of some people's, not everybody obviously, but some people's mental health challenges is that they're in this state where they're constantly focused on their feelings and they lack the ability to have some dissociation in their life. Yeah, and I agree with that um, only because I have noticed that I am now not sitting in my trauma when I feel it all the time and analyzing the crap out of it for three hours and then going on with my day. But sometimes if it doesn't feel like I need to sit in it, at that moment, I will set it aside and then I will keep going with my day and not, and it's not that I'm avoiding it. It's just that it's not right to obsess over it. So I'm learning this skill of discerning when is the right time if, and because then if I let time go by, sometimes I, I don't need to go back to it. It came right. in. It went, yeah. And it's so it, you realize that maybe it wasn't as big as you thought it was. Right. Right. I'm learning how to take my emotion away from certain things, or at least to recognize that certain scenarios, certain events, certain, um, you know, traumas that pop up, maybe I don't need to give them my full and complete attention in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a healthy way of doing it. And then how you know if you do need to is that it's still bothering you later and it keeps coming up repeatedly. And then you're like, okay. Obviously that I'm not getting past this for whatever reason, because it's still bothering me and it keeps coming up and I keep thinking about it. So now I need to address it because I don't like that it's impacting me this much and it's taking this much thought and this much effort and this it's impacting my happiness and it's disrupting my life. And I've I've not addressed it. And now I need to spend time and figure out what what this is and why I why it's impacting me the way it is. But the problem that I'm seeing is that so many people are will have these traumas pop up or they'll have something traumatic pop up in their lives as a as a direct effect or result of them burying their real trauma, the core, you know, basic thing that happened or, you know, whatever. 
Um, and then other things, it's like a, a waterfall kind of effect. And I'm watching their lives as they're ignoring, 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 or denying, denying, denying. Denial is a huge one that I tie to that, to dissociation. Um, and, and then they're not, because they buried it so deep so long ago and they refuse to let it out of that box, they're not tying the two things together. They're not realizing that what's happening right now in their lives that's, you know, traumatic or bad or, you know, annoying or whatever is a direct result of them never actually facing what they put in that box and buried. And um, and so they can't tie them together. So they don't know they're affiliated with each other. And therefore, they don't even know the, that there is a root cause and to how to find the root cause. We've lost, you know, these particular people are have lost completely where they needed to go with this to heal it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that happens a lot. I think. I hope, I hope I don't sound crazy when I'm describing it because it's, it's built out. What I'm saying is built out brilliantly in my head and me trying to bring it through. No, um, I, I think I understood. You're saying that it's not things that they didn't deal with, never got dealt with. And then over time it's impacting them in other ways, but they don't connect that that was from a previous trauma or something that they didn't deal with. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And a lot of it is physical ailments, right? Physical ailments that have manifested in your body that no doctor can explain why you have them. But all of a sudden you've got this illness or this allergy or this, you know, pain or something. And it's, a, and I'm saying that I believe that these, a lot of these are direct results from, People not dealing with a trauma or an experience that was hard for them, instead just burying it, denying it, ignoring it, whatever, and then it comes out in different ways. So it's like the box has the trauma in it that you never dealt with, and it's got leaks in it, and the leaks are seeping out into your achy knees, and now all of a sudden now you've got arthritis or an I mean, arthritis is probably a terrible example, but you've got pain. So, no, because a lot of people get the autoimmune arthritis or like rheumatoid arthritis, and yeah. which is an autoimmune type thing or inflammatory type arthritis. But yeah. And so it's it just that as an example of and now you've got this this illness, you've got this unexplainable autoimmune disease that your body has now dealing with that you're dealing with and you're dealing with the side effects of it and you don't know nobody can tell you why where did it come from and it's i believe it's the stress of not dealing with that original core trauma or you know feeling or habit or whatever that's bad and then now you have somebody that's living in a completely dissociated state so they never are dealing with any of their issues they completely just any emotion that feels uncomfortable they ignore it and pretend it's not existing and then they just don't deal with any of their problems ever um or maybe they deal with some but they they don't like it like feelings emotions confrontations healing the, all the stuff talking through things is hard for them and so and it's hard for all of us but then so nothing ever gets worked through or figured out and then over time it leads to stress in health issues in and probably mental health problems as well yeah definitely i mean denial is huge the denial is like huge in this scenario and 
you know, when you've got somebody who's saying, well, I don't feel that way or I didn't experience that and they probably should have, then there's there's like serious denial going on with that, you know, that they're not dealing with. Um, but yeah, that it, I think it's fascinating um, only because I know I've done this myself. Right. And Amanda, you admitted that you it's your go to. Um, but, you know, I was the opposite for a long time where I was like dramatizing every little thing and really like journaling it out and feeling it for several days and then and then being like, OK, now it's gone. And I realized I was wasting some time. I was wasting more time than I needed to. Um, and that's, you know, and then I was being a drama queen when I didn't necessarily need to on certain things. Right. Um, but I so and I and so I see this trend, too. So let's go from this first extreme that we talked about where people are completely disassociated and they're not dealing with anything. And then then I see which a lot of people are in. But then you see this other people trending like where you need to heal all this trauma and your inner child and all these things and so then people are like oh okay I need to do all this and so then they spend their time doing all these self-help books and all this constant constant like focused on emotion and anytime they have any little emotion they're like oh my god should I be feeling that and like do I need to write about it and is this me what does this come from does this come from and they they wanted and so you can take it the other extreme where you're living in this state of like it's too much yeah you're living in trauma all the time. And then that that the reason that that's not OK is because that has the opposite effect where you're literally putting up boundaries and walls in places and preventing yourself from enjoying life fully. You don't allow friendships in because you are too afraid that you're going to get hurt again. Um, and but you use it as an excuse. You wear it on your sleeve and you're like, oh, I was traumatized. And so therefore, I don't let people in easily. And um, and instead of just being like, yeah, I was traumatized. But you know what? Everybody gets a fair shot. And um, I'm only using that as an example because I've seen that happen a lot uh, as well. I don't do it. I've been traumatized. I've been burned by a lot of friendships, a lot of relationships in general. But I still just dive right in because I'm an idiot, I guess. But (laughs) (laughs) no, because that's what life's all about. We're not supposed to live our life in a bubble. It's about giving uh, people chances and having relationships and you can't protect yourself from emotions or hurt both good and bad and I think people want to do that um, because it does suck to feel pain but but if if you are doing that then you are losing out as well you're missing out you're missing out I mean on the disassociated part disassociative part you're missing out because you're missing out on the opportunity to heal and ascend um, and get rid of that box to empty out that box that's literally killing you. But then on the other side, you're if you've got walls up and you're living in your trauma and you're just hanging out there all the time, then you're missing out on new opportunities and new friendships and a, and a you know, a, a funner way of life, I guess. Right. And, so, and, I, and I feel like the people that are in that state do have a lot of anxiety and depression because they're constant re- constantly reliving the bad things that happened, the traumas that happened, the relationships that ended, the things that they've gone through in life. And when you constantly focus on the hard things, there's it's hard to see any joy at all. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'm not saying that you should never focus on things because I do think you have to heal. But I do think there's a healthy balance of having some disassociation in your life and having the ability to set things aside temporarily as a way of functioning in society, a way of having a happy life, a way of coping. And so their disassociation is not a negative thing. I actually think it's a skill we all need, but we have to learn to use it in a healthy way and not get too extreme. Yeah. Rather than abuse it. So yeah, rather than abuse dissociation as a way of life, just use it in the times that you need it and or then to go to the other extreme and, and hang out and complete and total trauma all the time um yeah i agree with you i think it's um it's so interesting once you're aware of this and i'm sure that all of our listeners are thinking of people in their lives right now that they know that are living in both of those states or you know yeah and i think i you and i have both lived in all of these states (laughs) i mean we're not like yeah we're i've experienced all extremes of them at different times yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, so I have an interesting thought to bring up um, about this, because when I w- we were talking about it, I didn't mention this, but I feel like that I'm going to use my husband for an example, because I feel like this is him. He has this amazing ability to just accept things and move on. He doesn't dwell on things or let it impact his mood. No, not all the time. Like, he's not perfect. But it's not even, like, disassociation. This is completely separate. This is just, like, things happen, and he doesn't it need to, like, dwell on it or it doesn't impact him. He kind of accepts things, no, no matter if it's good or bad. He doesn't get overly dramatic. He kind of stays in the middle lane. He's easygoing. And like, you know, it can be like a stressful event, like if you're traveling or dealing with kids or whatever. In the most of the time, he's able to just accept things, good or bad, and move on. He doesn't let it impact his day. He doesn't let it impact his life, his mood. He doesn't need to do a ton of like healing or emotional things or he he just is, has this ability to be matter of fact about it and and then like deal with it and move on what do you call that <laughs> i don't know i mean i i maybe he just had a really great life and he doesn't have any trauma <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean he things are hard at times and i think he de- dealt with some like anxiety in his life and like you know like having kids in our life is not it's stressful but he just handles it fine like he he, he, i mean i'm not saying that things never never get to him but majority of the time they really don't and he doesn't have any like weird mystery illnesses that have appeared later in his life that like just like popped up that there's no explanation for them because that's usually what happens when we act like that and we're convincing to everybody is that oh, all of a sudden something bad has happened to you health-wise and it's probably because you were really good at convincing everybody else that nothing was wrong when there was something wrong. Right. I mean, that's maybe part he of- doesn't, maybe he is <clears throat> in this do- dissociated state most of the yeah, time. Because he doesn't know. He doesn't, he, because a lot of this is subconscious. You've pushed right. it so deep, so far. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just no, saying that. No, it's a a, I wanted to talk about it because I think you could be probably right. If somebody just never 
ever has things at some point you're like we all go through hard times do you not ever have to talk through this or like cope with this so I think you're right I think it's his way and so his go-to must be the same as mine which is just like pushing it under moving on not really focusing or dealing with it until it gets to the point where you're right it's going to lead to some health problems or he's going to have to deal with it at some point at some point. And, and I always am like wary of those people because that's going to be a, a, an explosion. It's going to be a nightmare of an a, adventure. Um, and so with both of you, <laughs> with both of you <laughs> we're both going to explode at the same it, time. It explains why your life is so, um, is so like when you talk about your married life and your life together, it's so easygoing, right? It explains why everything's so easygoing with you guys. <laughs> You're both dissociated. <laughs> we're like in this like you know but i it's okay because we're we're happy we're cluelessly happy right oh my gosh yeah that is i mean it is it has been it that has never been me never been me i've never been like um cluelessly cluelessly anything right but but it isn't me either I'm not to that extreme you know that like even though that's my go-to I ultimately like want to figure stuff out like I don't like I may ignore it for a little bit but then I'm like yeah I can't ignore this anymore it's bugging me (laughs) and you yeah and you can't there's no way that you could be my friend and allow me to point out what I point out to you if you know if you really wanted to stay in that and that dissociates state your right, life. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, true. I, yeah. I literally, I have literally had people leave my life because they can't handle me not staying, no, you know, me not allowing them to be dissociated. So. Oh, yeah. No, you definitely <laughs> don't allow that because you're the, you're, you tend to be more the other side. So we, yeah. we, once again, we're like opposites. Uh, <laughs> on some, I don't, still don't know how we're such good friends. But once again, we are like on the extreme, not on the extreme ends, but I tend to be more towards the extreme dissociation and you tend to be more towards the let me figure all this shit out right now. Yeah. This is yeah. bothering me. And then you when we talk you make me you force me to figure stuff out and I force you to take a step back and dissociate a little bit (laughs) yeah it's true yeah there's been more than one time where you've been like you might just want to (laughs) stop and take a breath and not face this head on just yet think about my advice is Jessica just walk away and you're like I'm not walking away I'm facing this and I'm like nope just walk away it's very true it's we are very yin and yang for sure (laughs) but yeah I think it's just it's definitely so interesting once you make yourself aware of this occurring um and then you identify who it is you are where where do you stand on this spectrum um then when you start to go out into the world in with this new perspective and this new vision um, you start to see the behaviors um, in other people and it's fascinating like people fascinate me I've always said that I always want to know people's stories until I started doing mediation and now I don't want to know people's stories anymore <laughs> unless you're paying me to listen to your story I think because it's starting to sound all the same yeah. like a, a lot of the same but granted I'm in a 
I'm in a field where people are in their worst time in their life, right? And they're in literally sitting in a trauma state. So everything does sound the same to me. It's the same story. Well, over it was over the again. same for me. Like I love, and I'm the same as you. I love helping people and hearing people's story, which is why I went into the medical field. And I worked in the mental health field for three years. And then I think you do, you get jaded over time and not because you don't care. It's just that the truth is, that no, we're, most people are their own biggest obstacle and most people don't want, really want your help. They like yeah. to stay in their misery. And yeah. I hate to say that, but after seeing so many people and trying to help so many people, this is a repeated pattern I get. It doesn't matter what the problem is or if there's an easy solution or if the solution, um, it doesn't matter. People don't really want to see it until they're ready to see it. And it really doesn't matter what you say or do to, they have to come to that conclusion themselves. It's so true. So like psychologists and, and the therapists and the coaching industries, all of those are pulling in billions and billions of dollars every year because people think they want help only to pay thousands of dollars to people to discover that they'll get their, they'll, change their lives or fix their lives when they're ready. <laughs> right. And you and I, when we talked about doing this podcast, one of the biggest things that you said, and then I agreed with, but you said at first, I think, is that you wanted to teach people that they can do this themselves, that they can like you, we can literally help ourselves with our own problems, but we reach outward. No, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's mental health, losing weight, getting a job, advancing our career, whatever, we always look outward first. We always want other people to give us a quick answer, a quick solution, figure out our problems for us. And every, we have the answers inside of us. Every single time we have the answers, but we don't listen to ourselves and we don't heal and we don't figure it out. And then we get disappointed because when we reached outward and nobody else knows us better than ourselves. So we asked somebody else and they, they told us what worked for them. And that's not going to work for you. And then we just feel like a failure because we didn't figure it out. When reality, we should have listened to ourselves and figured it out ourselves. And the answer will come. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Now what? <laughs> should, do we need well, to disassociate? <laughs> no, I just, I just really appreciate, um, I appreciate having, um, you in my life. I appreciate having our friendship even more when we have these discussions where we point out our vast differences in our personalities and how, you know, our coping skills, um, because it makes me realize that, um, that I can basically, and you can too, we can have functional, healthy, happy relationships with people, even if they're different than us, right? And that we can still like go through life holding people's hands and being successful, even if they have different coping skills or coping mechanisms. And, and it doesn't have to get in the way, the way that our society lets it. It doesn't have to be a point of division. It doesn't have to be, oh, we don't think the same, so we can't be friends. Or, oh, you know, you you don't handle things the same way I do, so we can't be friends. Um, and I think that that is so 
it's so important. It's so important for us to celebrate our differences, to mention our differences, to learn about each other um, at a level that's deep and meaningful so that we can learn how to communicate with each other in an effective way, but also so that we can take care of our connection and our friendship as well. Yeah, I mean, it's so true. I mean, there's definitely been, I think in all relationships, not just yours, where I like, your first response is like, oh my gosh, why are they reacting that way? Or why are they saying that? And instead of letting like that stop you or make you not want to be around them, it's, I think you have to challenge yourself to say, how can I understand where they're coming from? And sometimes you'll never, you never will. And that's okay. I mean, that's just, there's sometimes that you're going to just not ever get it, but nobody experiences life the same way. And there's a reason why you process things differently than what I do. And our brains think differently. Our perspectives are differently. Our life experiences are different. And so all that impacts the way we handle things or the way we feel about things or the way we understand the world around us. And so then when you can put yourself in someone else's shoes or position and really try to understand their feelings or their, their perspective, it really helps. Like I was telling this girl after school today that she said, well, my dad had a stroke and he won't take the medicine and he won't do anything. And he's a mechanic and I'm just so frustrated with, I was, I was like, fine, if you just want to die, that's fine. And I said, you know what? He's a mechanic. I said, I had a lot of patients like that in the best way to talk to mechanics because they don't know anything about the body. Usually they're men that like anytime men hear, and I hate to put this like uh, stereotype people, but a lot of times men in that age group that are older like that and that have all, you know, they just don't take care of their bodies and they're not in tune with their bodies. So I was like, you know what you have to do? You have to describe to your dad the same and use his terms. So you need to say, you know how like cars break down and the fluid goes through the pipes and it makes the engine work and you have to change the oil and sometimes you got to replace parts. That's kind of what's happening with your body. So I told her like what worked for me with some patients and explaining and the men that I did that with, it was you could see the light bulb, like their eyes lit up. And they would yeah. be like, oh, my gosh, I, OK, that makes more sense to me now. Like you could tell I was talking their language. And that's just an example of like, how can I talk somebody's language or how can I relate to them so they can understand why, you know, why this is important to me or my perspective on things instead of just like constantly sharing your point of view or your uh, opinion or why can't you see things my way? You have to try to get into their brain and say, okay, how is their brain working? What are terms they understand? What is the logic or the thinking that they have? And how can I explain this from, from, so that, so they can see it and understand what I'm, where I'm coming from? Yeah. And, and obviously that's so needed in our society, but I think that that's an excellent example of what we're both trying to say here. Um, because when you, the, the issue with the dissociation part is that when you, um, do dissociate, then not only can you not see what's going on in your own, you know, in your own life and in your own head, but you're incapable of seeing people in the way that we just described. You're incapable of also digging deep and seeing who they are and how they cope and what their habits are. 
as well. Um, if you can't uh, stop dissociating and having compassion for yourself and who you are and understanding it and being okay with that, then um, then how how can you do that in all your other relationships? Right. And how can you have healthy relationships right. and expect right. to have healthy relationships? So, I, yeah, that's that's a good point. So it definitely starts with yourself. And if you find yourself disassociating and then also you have all these unhealthy relationships, well, that's probably why. Yep. I mean, if you do notice that that maybe is what you're doing, right? And maybe you're doing it a little more than just the average in the moment kind of save yourself from a traumatic event sort of example. Right. And you also and also happen to have unhealthy relationships or keep attracting the same type of guy that's always a loser, um, then it's probably time for you to evaluate what it is that you're doing and what's going on in your life. And are you present? Are you paying attention to what, you know, are you, are you dissociating? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's been times where I definitely experienced that and kind of shut, even shut down from other relationships. And like, like you talked about earlier, where I just disengaged from myself and people and kind of isolated myself in general. And I think we all have times like that. Maybe yeah. when we go through like a breakup or like hard times or, and it's just too much. Like we, we are going through a lot emotionally and then to be around anybody else who just, it's just too much. And you, and I think that's honestly a good thing because that's a time, you know, that you need time alone and healing and time to work through th some things. <laughs> Um, yeah. but you can't stay in that place forever. Obviously that's not healthy. Right. right. Last week I, um, I was, cause I don't, I don't dissociate at all. Right. Like I don't dissociate at all. So I am never in that state where I'm pulling away. So if that ever happens, then, you know, something's really wrong with me. <laughs> so, um, the only time I completely dissociate is not, it's not even considered dissociate. It's if, it means that I've cut off our friendship and our relationship completely and totally. And I'm done with you, but, <laughs> but that's not disassociating. That's literally like we're done and I've cut the ties. But, um, but I, so last week was a crazy week for a lot of people in this, in this world that I can hear, that I can tell um, the people that I've reached out to so far, it was a really like high energy, weird experiences out of the blue kind of week right and i was listening to this later the the eclipse happened last week and new moon too like right yeah new moon and, yeah yeah so there was just a and lot it, of, and it was friday the 13th oh, and, friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah there was a lot yeah. going on last week and yeah, and so um, I was having a crazy wild week, right? And when that happens, when exciting things, good or bad, happen to me, I am on the phone calling my friends. <laughs> I want to tell them everything about everything, but I also want to tell them all the feelings that I'm having, and I want to tell them all the analyzations that I've made in the two minutes that I've been on the phone with them. And <laughs> and what what I was learned noticing was that all of my friends, including Amanda. We're choosing this time to dissociate. <laughs> so that just okay, added I was to on vacation. I, I was disassociating that's, from life. That's true. Um, but, but still, I was like, I can't talk to anybody right now because nobody wants Wherever, to talk to me. I think, girl, I talked to you. I was out shopping and I answered the phone. And you talked to me for like an hour while I was shopping with families who do not... But throw me under the bus here. 
So yeah, that's true. You were, you did do that. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> but it wasn't I, I, enough, I, right? I, I, yeah, it was, it was too crazy of a week. Like, and, and so maybe, you know, that makes me that needy friend that we've talked about in the past. But anyway, <laughs> um, but it was just like, it, but it wasn't just Amanda. It was like three other friends literally just were just, just disappeared. They just completely disappeared. And, um, and it was just so weird. Cause I was like, and that's what really forced us to have this conversation was, was that I had noticed that. And then I started really thinking about, you know, other people, um, in my life, but also other past instances. And, um, and yeah, so that's where this all came from. But I promise you, if you're listening to this and you literally heard this and related to this in one way or another, you are now going to walk out in this world with a different perspective and you're going to start seeing things you never saw before. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, well, honestly, like I don't think I've ever had a discussion with anybody about this topic really in this in depth. And then also when we were talking about it and actually we weren't even talking, we were texting. I had realizations about it. And the biggest realization to me was just that, I and I could be wrong, but I personally feel like there's a, a certain level of disassociation is healthy. Like it's okay to have yeah, that. Yeah. And 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 so that made me feel. And I also that might be my ego talking too, because <laughs> because I don't want to believe that I'm that the fact that I disassociate that there's something wrong with me. So that's my way of saying it's okay to do it, Amanda. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, that does happen. That not you in t- particular, but yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so if that doesn't hit home with you and you don't like that, then that's not that message is not for you. But for all the people like me out there that feel like that they need to do that, then you just believe me, and we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, do you have any other final thoughts about this or? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, I think that's it for today, everybody. Um, I hope you got a lot out of it. I know that we did. Yeah, and that was awesome. I liked it. Next week. Oh, we're gonna, it's, it's Halloween next week. Yeah. And, and we both I'm love this time of year, by the way. Yes, this is our favorite. And so we're going to celebrate together. Um, oh yeah, so, she's yeah. coming here to visit, which is I'm excited about. And we're going to a pumpkin patch. It's this pumpkin patch that Amanda has been telling me about for I think a decade. I have. I'm pretty sure it's a decade. If and you guys she, have not been to Omaha to our pumpkin patch, we have the best pumpkin patch in the world. And she literally says this every year. It's Valis <laughs> pumpkin patch, and it is amazing, and I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And so, if you're into pumpkin patches, it's it's the best. Nobody yeah. does. Nobody has a better pump. And when you come, you're going to agree with me. That Well, that's the thing. I'll report back and I'll let everyone know whether or not this was a dramatization. <laughs> and then I will disassociate from you and your comments. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, so we're going to do we're going to get together and we're going to record um, while we're together, take a lot of pictures and it's going to be fun. Yay. But it's our last trip together for the year. Yeah, I know. And then we, yeah, we're going to do season two next, starting in January. We had a one a long season one because we're doing a whole year for season one. Yeah. 
And we're going to have some new updates for season two. Um, it's going to it's going to look different. It's going to sound different. Um, so we're super excited. And that's what we're going to be doing together um, next weekend is putting our heads together and really, really planning out uh, season two and Making finishing sure up. For see us. where we want this podcast to go in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Um, okay. Well, so we'll see you guys on the next episode for Halloween week. We'll probably be doing something spooky 